Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Timberwolves have had a magical season so far, right near the top of the Western Conference. It has been a very good season for the Timberwolves, but there have been bumps along the way, almost a roller coaster ride as of late. Some good wins, some ugly losses. The latest, a very good win in Milwaukee over Giannis and the Bucks. Blowout win, 129 105. And of course, the Timberwolves made a move. Uh, they, they got in a veteran guard and Monte Morris from the Detroit Pistons. Joining us to talk about that, much more about the Wolves. Jace Frederick of the Pioneer Press. Jace, good to visit with you. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Yeah, good, good to visit with you. And it, it is kind of crazy, the hot start for the Timberwolves, and, and now people are into it, and, you know, when they, they play a bad game like maybe they did against the Orlando Magic, that, that kind of stands out. Uh, let, let one get away there. I mean, they, 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 there have been some uglies as of late for the Timberwolves, but there's also been some really good wins, like like the one over the Oklahoma City Thunder come to mind, and, you know, they had that great win over the Bucks. So uh, w- when they bring it, they're still really good. Yeah, agreed. And even in some of these losses, you know, they'll play like two quarters that look really good. Um, and then just yeah. they've had trouble closing games. That's been the biggest thing. When, when they've been pushed in the fourth quarter, they have – kind of reverted to some old bad habits, um, and those are things that they have to get ironed out because in the playoffs, it's a lot of close games. I mean, it's a lot of crunch time things, and, you know, almost the entire game can feel like crunch time. So that's a big area of concern. But other than that, like, you know, even, like, when you look at the last 10 games or so, it's like 6-4 and four or 5-5. Five and five. But when you look at, like, net ratings, like point differential, they're still one of the best teams in the NBA, and it's because when they play well, they're playing really well. When they're 
playing poorly. Like, they're playing well for three quarters and blowing games late. So, like, this is really one part of the game that they have to iron out, but it does happen to be, like, the biggest part of the game. Jace Frederick joining us from Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com, and he joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. Uh, the thought was they needed to make a move. They didn't have a lot of options. They don't have draft capital to trade. Um, they they have salary cap issues. I mean, they're in a spot where they've already got a ton of payroll tied up. But they, they did bring in a guy that uh, could help them out, give him some minutes, and he came over from Detroit, Monte Morris. Yeah, certainly a guy Tim Connolly knows a lot about. Uh, he drafted Monte Morris in Denver. Monte Morris played five years with Connolly at the, the helm there in Denver and, and played really well and came along. Uh, you know, like the first year he didn't play much, and then all of a sudden he was an integral piece of their team, both as a backup, and then when Jamal Murray was hurt for seemingly a season and, and a half, uh, the starter point, starting point guard there in Denver, and he helped lead them to a playoff series win and, and another playoff appearance. And uh, So Monte Morris did a lot of good things in Denver, and he's always been a really smart you know, assist-to-turnover ratio guy. Like He, he can create. He doesn't make mistakes. Um, and he can hit the outside shot. So he does a lot of nice things. And, and what he keeps saying is, like, if Monte Morris plays like the Denver Monte Morris, then this is a home run. Uh, the, the thing that makes it a little bit of a question mark is he's barely played this year. Um, he missed the first three uh, three months of the season with an injury. Um, he's coming back from that. He himself would tell you like he's not in the physical condition as far as I think shape-wise that he would like to be in, but uh, but he's in kind of the current period of like he's feared to play, he's going to play, because that's kind of the best way to ramp up is through playing. Um, so we'll see Monday night how he looks, um, how many minutes he's able to give, and then I think the plan for them is like a slow progression to where – you know, maybe three weeks down the line here, it looks like the Monte Morris of old, which at that point would be a perfect backup point guard behind Mike Conley for this team. So a little bit of a risk just in that you don't know exactly what you're getting um, out of the player. Uh, but Minnesota put so little into the pot on this trade that I think it was a worthwhile gamble. Yeah, when you look at this lineup, do, do you feel like managing the workload for Mike Conley is going to be a big key over the stretch to the end of the regular season and the playoffs? Yeah, for sure. I think there's no question about that. Um, and like Mike Conley is one of the linchpins for this team. Like, yep. you know, people will point at different things of like, well, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a better defender, and certainly he is. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA, and and he can kind of dribble the ball up the court and kind of initiate the offense in that sense. And and there are times where they will go probably without a point guard because defensively that's what you want to do. Uh, but but Mike Conley for like end of game situations for doing the right things for getting the right people involved at the right situations like he is. He is a must for this team. He really is. Um, so it's it's keeping him healthy. It's allowing him to rest when needed. It's if he's got a sore hamstring, he doesn't feel the need to rush back. It's those kinds of things and being able to keep the ship steady. And, and they think that, you know, eventually down the line here, maybe after the All-Star break even, like Monte Morris can come in and do that for an entire game. Um, if Mike Conley needs to sit for any reason. Jace Frederick joining us from the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com talking Timberwolves. Uh, they go back on the road. They they finish uh, the pre-All-Star break part of the schedule. Big game with the L.A. Clippers, then two at the Portland Trailblazers and on to the break. And, uh, of course, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Finch, and staff will will be there, and, and certainly a cool honor. But this this is, you know, a marquee game for the Timberwolves on the road, the L.A. Clippers, two teams at the top of the West. I mean, this is pretty good going into the break to get a game like that. Yeah, it's another awesome gauge game for Minnesota. It's another yep. one to see exactly where you're at. They beat the Clippers uh, early in January, mid-January, and that was a game at Target Center. And, like, as we've seen this year, the Wolves are 
excellent at Target Center. Um, and then on the road, it can be a little bit up and down. Um, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. So I think going into L.A. where, you know, the Clippers can play small, they can play big, they've got a lot of perimeter guys. Like, it, it's another really good matchup because this is, like, one of the top four teams in the West. It's the Wolves, it's the Clippers, it's the Thunder, it's the Nuggets. So any of these games where you can see them play one another – you learn a lot, um, just kind of about where you currently stack up, what needs to improve and whatnot. So a really big one. And every game in the standings matters because those four teams are so tightly bunched and seeding and home court advantage come playoff time could be the differentiator, um, honestly, like with how tight these teams seem to be. So uh, a big one if Minnesota could go up 2-0 in the season series like and gain another game of separation, that, that would be huge. Um, and I think then you go into two games against Portland where you'd like to think you can sweep it. At worst, you split. Um and now all of a sudden you've got a lot of momentum rolling into the all-star break, which is what every team wants to have. And then you come out of the break, and it, it's really a quick sprint to the finish. It really right. flies by. Yeah, there's always the thought of, like, it's the midway point of the all-star break, and that couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> right. Obviously, there's, there's you know, maybe a third of the year to go at that yeah. point. Um, so, yeah, you're right. And, it, and, like, it hits you fast and hard. Like, it's I think Minnesota comes out with uh, – a back-to-back right away. It's home games against Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Um, and that Bucks game obviously will be a big one, especially if, like, Lillard and Chris Middleton, two big guns for Milwaukee who didn't play in the game the other night, if they're available coming out of the All-Star break, now that's a real marquee contest. But you're right. It really is a sprint. Um, they, they come fast and heavy. So as much, you know, leeway, as much you know, room to breathe as Minnesota can give themselves this week um, to where if you come out a little slow out of the gates after the All-Star break, like, all the better for them. And, Jace, you did a piece in the Pioneer Press about Morris may not be the end of it. We talked about Monte coming over, but but there are still options for the Timberwolves to add a player. Tell us how that could work and how they could still bring in more help for the push and then ultimately the playoffs. Yeah, there's the buyout market uh, where guys get traded places and then those teams, and oftentimes – uh, those teams will say, hey, you know, like, we'll buy you out of your contract. And a lot of times, like, they took on a trade. That's kind of the other team was making a salary dump. They buy you out, um, and now that player clears waivers and uh, is free to sign with anyone. Um, and there are a few guys who are like that, and other teams are trying to move guys, and they can't. And so at the deadline, and then all of a sudden, those guys are available. So there are players that, you know, you're looking for a place to go, and a lot of times you're looking to go to a contender, and Minnesota is one of those, and Minnesota also – can offer a little bit more than the minimum while staying under the luxury tax. So there's a little bit of a differentiator along with its good record and minutes, possibility for minutes, like the end of the Wolves rotation is a little bit loose. Like you can work your way into it. Um, so a lot of attractive things about Minnesota. And like there are teams, if you say you earn more than $12 million, then you get bought out. Uh, certain teams who are above a tax apron cannot sign you. Um, so it's like takes 10 teams out of the mix for certain guys. Minnesota is not above that apron. They could sign anybody out, out of the buyout market. So, some opportunities there. Um, you know, there's a lot of different places where the Wolves could add depth. I know a lot of, a couple of the shooting options they were looking at, like a Doug McDermott, those didn't come to fruition because Doug McDermott was actually acquired in a trade by, like, Indiana, whereas the Spurs may have bought him out. Um, so a couple couple options have dried out. Spencer Dinwiddie I thought would have been a really interesting fit, maybe even competing with Morris for, like, that backup point guard spot, and he opted to sign with the Lakers. I know he had a hot market. So uh, there are still some guys available, but, like these things kind of come quickly, um, and the top guys tend to find spots rather quickly because it really is um, a, a thing where, like, yeah. you can get these guys essentially for nothing. Um, so everybody kind of jumps at those. Yeah, final thought, Jace. Uh, we, we mentioned Cat and Ant going to the All-Star game, and then, of course, Timberwolves got that win, and that sent Chris Finch and staff to the All-Star game. And I know that's great, but 
it kind of adds to the grind in reality when you have a team that has all these expectations now. They're in the top four. They, they have a chance to, you never know how it's going to play out, but on a deep playoff run, and then you throw this, I mean, that that's just more to what's already a grind over 82 games. I agree with you on that. It's not, like, super taxing. Uh, mentally, I know there's sure. a few things you have to go to for these all-star trips. Um, you know, a lot of times, maybe things with, uh, you know, who you have, like, brand deals with. They have to go to a couple events. So, like, yeah, you're on your feet a little bit and you're doing some stuff. The game is not very taxing, obviously. No, no, uh, it's more of just sure. a little exhibition and fun. Uh, but it is another thing where, like, your break is cut short by a few days. But I know a lot of these guys Sunday night will then jet out to wherever they want to go and spend the next three or four days out there and then come back. Um, so they do get a little bit of a break, but it's less. Um, certainly, like, you know, like Cat and Ant, it's like, hey, you want them at full go and the guest tank's full when come April uh, when, when it's really go time in the playoffs. Um, for the coaching staff, I know that's not too much involved there. Like, yes, it's fine. It's fun to get away, do a trip with your family, whatever. But, you know, this really isn't much for them. Like, it's, it's just an honor, and they view it as such. Uh, but you're right, you know, like an Ant and a Cat, it's like, hey, make sure you guys come back, uh, you know, after maybe your little vacation post all-star festivities and are ready to go. Um, and that's where it can be a good thing for like a Rudy Gobert to have a full week off and not have these all-star festivities, you know, when he's at his, this point in his career, um, like a Mike Conley needs every day of rest he can get in between as well. Um, I think Anthony Edwards, you always just expect that his tank will be ready to go. I um, mean, he'll be a full go when the lights come on. Um, but you're right. It is just kind of one more thing on the plate. Yeah. And, and for Ant, it, it, I mean, this is, you, you just get the sense for this kid. He j- he just lives for this opportunity. Yeah, he definitely wants to be viewed in this light. Uh, yeah, for that's sure. A pretty big thing, you know, like it's, he wants to be a star, and you can tell that. He, I think he entered the season like wanting to hit certain point per game milestones and whatnot, and they've kind of worked through with him on that. I'm like, that's not really what matters. Um, but uh, it, it, he definitely wants to be viewed as like a, a superstar in this league, and like a franchise player, and you know, one of those top five guys or so. And certainly seems like he's on his way there, but it definitely is a process. Um, so, yeah, like all-star things, he said even before his selection, like this will be my first real one because he was an injury replacement last year, and that's not viewed in the, as the, in the same light as somebody who is legitimately selected um, by the coaches like he was this time around. So he definitely views this as a status thing, yeah. and I think he kind of expects to be there every year from moving forward. And then I think barring injury, that'll happen. All right, now during the break, I would assume you're going to jump back to the old high school beat because there's a lot going on. It's picking up. Uh, state skiing <laughs> starts yeah. this week here. Um, it, that's you know the Alpine and the Nordic ones, and it's every single week. The thing about winter tournaments is they're not jumbled together hardly at all. It's boom, boom, every single weekend uh, there's something going on. And certainly it's kind of juggling that and wolves and delegating here and there, but definitely have the hand in the pot for almost everything. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Uh, it's a marathon, too. Definitely not a sprint. Winter tournaments are like a month and a half. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, and then you get through that, and then the Timberwolves are being ready for the playoffs. So you got that as well. So you're going to be a busy man. Yeah, I would say it used to be like you finished like the last basketball tournament, whether it was boys and girl, girls, depending yep. on the year, and you kind of exhale because maybe the Wolves had three weeks left, and that was it. Um, and it was very much a coast, even if it felt like for the players and everybody, coast to the finish line. It's not that way anymore. Uh, you jump like right from state <laughs> tournaments into the thick of it, and what can be playoffs can frankly be one of the busiest times of the year. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but uh, it's, it's hard to call it work, frankly. Well, Jace, uh, fun to follow you on social media and, of course, online at TwinCities.com. Thanks. Thanks so much, Steve. Good chatting with you. 
There he is, Jace Frederick of the Pioneer Press, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.